Well, you certainly know how to compliment a woman. Well, if you'll excuse me. Do you know who I am? No, I, I can't say that I do. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Really? People know me. Well, I'm very happy for you. Ni lyssnar på Johnny Warström, vd och medgrundare till Mentimeter och ni lyssnar också till Kissy Friday Game Changers. Kissy's Friday Game Changers, taking your business to the next level. Coming up on Kissy's Friday Game Changers. Make sure you're listening to your customers from day one. They're the ones that are going to tell you exactly what they want and how they want it delivered as well. Um, don't make the assumptions, ask the questions, and they will give you the answers. I'm Brian Stolley, founding partner of Wildcat Venture Partners. Hey, Tangeli here, all the way from Melbourne, Australia. I'm a leadership and mindset specialist for real estate and property professionals. Hi, I'm Jonathan from Amplify. Hi, I'm Johnny Cole, CEO of Payback Phone UK. I'm Kenneth Hafiano, the founder of Jogwefa, an ethical fashion brand based in Ho, Volta Region, Ghana. My Friday is never the same without Kizzy's Friday Game Changes. Welcome to Kizzy's Friday Game Changers with your host Kizzy Nkwacha. The show for innovators and motivators, people just like you. Kizzy is the publisher of Business Game Changer magazine and the property investor, editor of the successful Women in Business book series and the best-selling Every Entrepreneur's Guide series. Every week, Kizzy and his guests provide you with the tools you need to take your game-changing business to the next level. Listen, learn and innovate. Now meet your host, your mentor and your fellow game changer, Kizzy Nkwacha. Hello and welcome to Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. This week I'm joined by Freddie Seyud, CEO and co-founder of World Fitness Australia. Now since starting the business as a, as a side hustle back in 2008, an idea that was sparked from his own home gym needs, World Fitness Australia is now located in a 3,500 square meter warehouse with one physical retail store along with a national reach through the e-commerce business. Now in the past financial year, World Fitness Australia has grown tenfold, increasing its number of orders by 80%, their conversion rate is up 46%, and the retail store alone has grown by 13%. Not bad, huh? In just a few minutes, I'll be talking to Freddie to uncover his secret of success. Don't go away. Number one means you're always on top. You're on the number one. Hi, this is Ray Zinn. Hi, I'm Jamie Martin from Ideal Shopping Direct. I'm Kate Bell, founder of Zip Us In. Hi, my name is Eirik Aide Patterson. I'm a co-founder of Seaborg Technologies. Hi, I'm Katie Farrell, transformation coach, founder of The Catalyst for Life. Hey everybody, I'm David Frangioni, CEO and co-founder of All Access IDA, Inspire and Develop Artists, and you're listening to Kizzy's Friday Game Changer. Check it out. 
Welcome to the show. This week I have the honor and privilege to break bread with Freddie Seyud, CEO and co-founder of World Fitness Australia. But before we jump into today's conversation, I've been given a note to remind you that Business Game Changer magazine and Work From Home Game Changer magazine are updating their groundbreaking book, providing valuable insight, advice and analysis on what the coronavirus means for business sectors and how we can adapt to the changes it brings. Now, the book, which has got a great title, Running a Business in Times of Crisis. See, I told you it was good. Running a Business in Times of Crisis is an essential guide for business owners looking to survive and maintain their profitability during and after the uncertainty of the coronavirus. Now, Running a Business in Times of Crisis is produced by Business Game Changer magazine and Work From Home Game Changer magazine as a digital publication and paperback, and it's distributed through Amazon, selected bookstores, and the Athena Publishing website. Each contributor will be credited for their chapter and will also publish a link back to their site. To contribute to running a business in times of crisis, email wearegamechangers at outlook.com. That address one more time is wearegamechangers at outlook.com. We look forward to hearing from you. That's it. Job done and the bills have been paid. Freddie, it's amazing to have you join me. Thanks for having me, mate. Good to be here. The pleasure is all mine. Let, let's start at the very beginning of your story, Freddie. Now, you were an average high school student who enjoyed sports, particularly rugby. Uh, you were also interested in the arts, especially music, and we know that you are something of a music guru. And you also went to university. After university, you took on a job as a project manager in the commercial construction industry, as well as becoming a procurement manager. But then at the age of 18, you decided you wanted to get into shape and put together your own home gym. Then what happened? Uh, then me and my uncles went shopping and we, uh, we realized that there wasn't a huge amount of options out there, um, especially the, the prices that people were paying here in Australia was just uh, ridiculous. So... We started sourcing things um, for ourselves, you know, in the early days of the internet. And um, once we fit out our own place, we um, we turned our attention to some of our mates and, and our family members who wanted the same thing, uh, did theirs. And what came of that was an idea that, you know, maybe we could do this to... Um, to a bigger audience, a bigger marketplace in Australia. At that time, were there a lot of companies offering very similar products and services? Look, there weren't. It was a pretty closed-off industry. You had some, you know, pretty pretty major retailers, um, all using similar suppliers as well at the time. So, yeah, there, there wasn't a huge amount of people in it. That's interesting. So, you, you didn't actually start off thinking to yourself, oh, I know, I want to run a game-changing business. What sector should I get into and look around for a business? You actually saw a problem, which was the fact that there were products available, but they were pretty overpriced, and you decided you were going to be part of the solution. Well, that's it. And um, we, we sort of came in with the, there wasn't the option there if someone wanted to go for something whether it would be cheaper or more expensive or a different style it was um it was closed off there wasn't any options there so just to have that option for ourselves was the first idea so in really you were creating the type of business that would have helped you when you were looking around for equipment for your own home gym yep that's exactly right that's that's exactly right i can imagine then that your competitors could have been, would have been pretty suspicious of this new entry into their industry and i know for a fact that when you got started you had a few let's say setbacks and challenges from other competitors who were trying to do pretty much whatever they could to stop you what sort of things did they do 
and how did you overcome them? Look, I, I guess with any new business, you you go to market and you um you know you come up with this idea and and you see local suppliers if they will supply to you and you being the retailer, um and no one really wanted to play ball and if they were willing to play ball, they uh the prices were 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 overpriced at a wholesale rate, um so chewing into your margins and you know uh, not favourable um payment terms so type your cash flow uh it was all those kinds of things but to be honest in the early days we, we, we were pretty discounted by a lot of people in the industry that we were you know a fly by night that we probably didn't have uh enough to keep going or, or really get some market traction but um you know here we, here we are 12 years later um some of them aren't here right now which is um pretty interesting i'm fascinated by this story of yours because it kind of defies all of the traditional ways that things are normally done from what you're saying it doesn't sound as though you even went down the route of looking for um, investors to to loan you money in return for a percentage of your business or did you do that or did you try that um no we didn't we didn't i mean the, the option was always there to expand really really quick um all in one but we uh we didn't go that route we we dug into our own pockets with what little we did have um and whatever we made in the business in the early days just got turned back around and put straight back into it there was an uh you know there's i think there's a photo of me sleeping in a warehouse on on the floor during the day that they've caught it was it's those kinds of vibes mate it was um yeah it was whatever whatever came out of that business went straight back into it how did you know what to do i mean you know you've you you didn't have a background running i, I didn't <laughs> no you didn't so when when you had these challenges and you had these issues to resolve and you have all these tiny things that kind of mount up how did you did you have to do you have did you have anybody to turn to for advice or did you just try different solutions to see what oh. worked well, luckily um, for this business, I had my my uncles and um, my my Thai uncle Josh as well, my my uncle's best friend at the time, uh, or still is, um, and they were all um, really instrumental in really guiding the business in the early days. And um, I guess at the start, I was I was the observer, I was the lackey, I was the I was the muscle, I was doing all the running around and all those you know jumping jumping inside of containers and those kinds of things that these guys didn't really want to do. Um, but from the business standpoint, I, I actually grew up, my, my family, uh, they're restaurateurs. So I grew up from a very young age, you know, 13, 14, working in the restaurants and they've always had businesses and those kinds of things. Um, so I guess you can say it's in my blood um, and just, you know, learning how to manage people or talk to people or having that personal relationship uh, made things a lot easier going, um, going forward in world fitness as well. So, yeah. I guess a lot of it has to be some element of trial and error because there's no one one size fits all when it comes to success in business, is there? Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, uh, there's plenty plenty of um, mistakes were made in the early days as well. Um, you know, a, con- a conversion rate uh, from from USD to Aussie dollars is is an easy thing to stuff up or there was a mistake like that, you know, a, a couple of thousand dollars here <laughs> for, for a simple decimal point. Um, it, it, it is, it really is all, all about trial and error to some, to some degree. But um, I guess the way to overcome that is, is just research and reading and um, listening to advice to an extent, but taking the opportunity to potentially make those mistakes because there's no quicker way to learn than, um, than, 
making that kind of loss. Yeah, I guess so. And uh, they always say that uh, there's no such thing as failure. It's always feedback. Um, I, I, I did mention in my intro that the company has grown quite rapidly over the past couple of years. How would you describe the company culture at World Fitness Australia? Well, look, since since I came back um, to it uh, about four years ago now from, from construction, um, we've we've changed in the way we um, our our culture really really um, is from being uh, more family. Uh, it's always been a family business, but now we've got these um, uh, more workers now that are pretty much like our family, and um, that's how we continue to do it. Um, it's a pretty close knit group that we run. There's about six of us now uh in store and you know we've we've got all got our specific roles but um within that they're all individuals and they all work really really independently so the culture there is everyone's got their personality uh but they all work well like we all still clash heads i I fought with my uncle this morning mate so that never never changes um but you know what I'll, i'll see him tomorrow morning and i'll have a coffee in my hand for him as well um so yeah, we're we're all pretty good mates, and um, I guess that's the way I like to keep it as well. I think that's really important, isn't it? The fact that you are able to disagree with somebody who, and still respect their opinion at the same time. Yeah, I I definitely think that's um been a real benefit. Uh, we've all got very very strong personalities, um, that's for sure. So when we disagree, it's not a, a little disagreement; it's it's a it's a proper discussion around why we disagree and. Um, We'll all have our evidence to back it up on the best decision to move forward. Uh, and whoever wins that argument wins that argument. And, you know, I think the most important thing in, in those kinds of situations is when a decision does get made, you you back that person 100% regardless of whether you necessarily disagree with it. Um, you know, if, if my uh, uncles or, or one of the guys on the floor makes a call on a customer or something like that, I'll, I'll back my guys all the way. So... When you're looking to hire new members of your family, are you looking for somebody who has the right attitude or is it their skill sets that's more important? Um, attitude always comes first to me. Um, I remember when I was fresh out of uni trying to get a job as a, as a grad and, um, you know, sort of pleading my case with no experience. And I know what that feels like when um, I, I have people for interviews so all, all I really want to see is that someone's got, a, one, a willingness to learn and the ability to, to learn and adapt and, and those kinds of things. That's the most important thing for me. Funny you should say that because I remember a few years ago when I was um, working as an editor of magazines in London, I went for an interview for one of these large publishing companies and we had it was such a great interview and I got to the final stage where I was meeting the C, the chief exec of the company and he it was a one-to-one really huge room just the two of us sitting there and he said to me um Kizzy in our organization we believe that our greatest asset are our people what do you think and Freddie I, I looked at him and I said I disagree and Freddie, you know when you say something and the room goes completely quiet, right? Yes. <laughs> I said, I disagree. And he looked at me and said, what do you mean? I said, well, I don't think your greatest asset are your people. I think your greatest asset are 
the right people. I think if you find the right people to work with you, you can pretty much achieve anything. What do you think about that? Mate, I, um, I absolutely agree. Uh, the, the right person is always going to make the difference. Um, and the wrong person is, is going to, nothing's going to bring down a ship faster than having the wrong attitude. Um, and that wrong attitude is, is always contagious as well, which is this, the scariest thing. Um, li- listening to a lot of like uh, other business owners and, um, and people like that, you always hear them talk about, you know, um, making the, uh, a quick decision on whether someone's a right fit or not. And if they're not, to, to make that decision sooner rather than later. Um, it, it's, it, this story actually reminds me of when I went for my, my interview to, be, with, uh, to become the procurement manager. And I, I didn't have enough experience for this job. Um, I knew it and I'm pretty sure the interviewer knew it as well. Um, but I, um, I, I said to him, I, I don't think that there's anyone more suitable to learn how to make these mistakes than, than me. Um, and I think I got the job based on personality, not based on the skill set. I can, um, I can tell you that much. So, yeah. <laughs> Do you know, I'm literally thinking we are very similar then, except we, we have different approaches. Uh, I went, this is, this is two old, old guys just, you know, swapping stories of back in the days. But I remember <laughs> Freddie going back, I went for a job many, many years ago where I think it was like, head of um, editorial at some large organ, large media company. And I wanted to be head of editorial, but I didn't really understand what the job entailed. But I knew that there was a lot of influence and you got a chance to do, to meet a lot of people within the organization and really affect what they're doing. So I thought that sounds just like my cup of tea, but I didn't know what the job actually meant. So I decided I had this great idea that I would call the person who was who was leaving the job, you know, the, the present head of editorial, I would call them. And I, I called them and I pretended I was a journalist working for a large national newspaper and I interviewed him. I asked him <laughs> every possible, every question you can imagine about this job, I asked him and he told me everything, absolutely everything that I needed to know. And do you know what? At the interview stage, they even said to me, this is such an, an important job that we've had a journalist from The Guardian calling us to interview. <laughs> Did you get the job? I got, they offered me the job, but you know, I, didn't, I didn't take it. They offered me the job, but I didn't take it because I was offered another job as a reporter for a national newspaper, and I did that instead. But come on, that's not bad, huh? Mate, that is, um, that's brilliant. It would have been better if you took it. <laughs> uh, can you imagine what would happen when, when they found out that I yeah. was the man who interviewed? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shortest job in history, I would imagine. Um, yeah. Let's talk about here and now. With us facing the prospect of an extended period of time working from home, Freddie, how do we stay in shape if we're not physically walking to the train station or the office? How do we do this? Mate, it's, that is actually <laughs> this is the hardest question you're going to ask me today. I'll almost guarantee it. Um, it's it's actually whatever works for that individual person. I can I can tell you should you keep getting a home gym or um, a rower or something like that, but they're all going to be very very expensive pieces of, of you know a clothes hanger, really. Um, what works for me is I, I I get outside and I I go for a run. 
that's uh, no no and I, this is going against everything I um I do and say we just sell equipment but you know it's it's what works for the individual um if you're the type of person that wants to lift weights then lift weights look and look what's going to get you going and get you excited to do something and and stay physically active um within your house and then go for that very wise words and i think and part of that has got to be also maintaining some sort of mental stability as well because you know this um idea of working from home and being confined and isolated it really does mess with your head doesn't it yeah, well, you know, you're talking to someone that's been, well, we've been in lockdown for most of the year here in Melbourne. Um, I think what's kept me sane and, and most people I know, you know, level-headed is just having that sense of routine, um, whatever whatever it is, uh, getting up at the same time, going going for a work. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't have to be so physical, but as long as you've got that routine in place, you can hopefully keep, you know, most of your sanity. Best of luck to you, Gizzy. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I think we've gone way past me being sane, but, yeah. you know, thank you. <laughs> oh, well. Um, I think we can all relate to it, Freddie, but let's hold that thought. Um, we're going to take a quick break and come back to our conversation in just a few minutes. This week's boss star is Stephanie M. Casey, CEO of Lovage Inc. Now, Lovage Inc., is a creative agency based in Dallas, Texas, and they offer exceptional Wix website development and design, uh, custom branding, creative collateral, what else, and related marketing strategy. Now, Stephanie's worked in major indie and new media uh, on both coasts in Texas for 25 years. Her wide variety of communications, media, business, and production experience led to the creation of Lovage. But when she was not helping game-changing business leaders make mold and mobilize public opinion stephanie is a hugely talented musician here she is performing they come out singing have a listen touch with Kizzy's Friday Game Changers by emailing FridayGameChangers at email.com and follow us on Twitter by searching for Kizzy's Friday Game Changers.
I'm Rupert Rickson, founder of Perspective Pictures, and I've been trying to change the game for 8,760 days. That's why I listened to Kizzy's Friday Game Changer. The world famous Game Changer Show. Game Changer Show. Game Changer Show. Welcome back. Before the break, you're listening to Stephanie M. Casey, CEO of Lovage Inc., performing They Come Out Singing. And I'm in the studio talking to Game Changer, Freddie Sword, CEO and co founder of World fitness australia now freddie we're at the past present and future part of the show now what this means is that i'm going to ask you three very simple questions about your business past your business present and your business future and if we get this right if we get this right the answers will give us a unique insight into the mind of game changer freddie sword are you game i'm game mate okay don't sound so worried this is going to be fun honestly (laughs) You, you always say that. You always say I'm going to have the best time after you, you're making me scared. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when you're scared because that means your adrenaline is pumping. This is That's going to it. be good. Honestly, no. <laughs> well, what you've got to do, right, is um, you've got to close your eyes, uh, put your feet up, and imagine you can hear a clock ticking in the background. That's the sound of time passing by second after second. Imagine yourself traveling back in time. You meet the young Freddie Sword, who's just starting out on his game-changing business journey. Now, I like Freddie because Freddie asks questions. He asks you for advice. Freddie wants to know one thing he must always make sure he does in business and also one thing he must make sure he never does. What do you tell him? (sighs) I say, Freddie, make sure you're listening to your customers from day one. They're the ones that are going to tell you exactly what they want and how they want it delivered as well. Um, Don't make the assumptions, ask the questions, and they will give you the answers. I like that. Really wise words. Um, I think that that's uh, part of one of my personal philosophies, that it's, it's always better to understand before trying to make yourself understood. So I guess listening to customers is essential. But I think as business people, we often find ourselves starting off with fixed ideas of what we yeah. think the customer wants. And sometimes that's not the right way to go, is it? Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's an issue that a lot of people will, you know, um, run into, they'll, they'll be, uh, you know, I think this will work for the customer and they'll keep on pushing the point, but you know, um, the, the, the customer knows exactly what they want and how they want to shop and, um, how they want the product delivered to them. And if you just listen to that, it makes your job a hell of a lot easier. Um, as I eventually found out, yeah. I'm just wondering though, if you imagine you're you're 18 years old and some wiser um, business person says to you, "Now listen here, Freddie. I want to tell you your your key priority has to be to listen to your customers." Would you have listened to that advice? Um, if I'm being completely honest, probably probably not at that time. I would have turned around and said, "You know what? I I, I know what I'm doing." At 18, I would have just said that. Um, you know that 
I had this idea and, you know, we were going to run with it and I, I knew best. Um, so, yeah, if I'm being honest, I probably wouldn't have listened to this as embarrassing as it is to say now. But, yeah, that's the truth. No, I think we're both in the same boat. I think we're all in the same boat, really, because if you don't believe in yourself and stick to your guns, you probably find yourself, you know, changing your, your opinion and attitude depending on who you speak to. And sometimes that's not a very good thing, is it? Yeah, well, that's it. Hmm. Well, okay, so that's something you'd tell your younger self to make sure he does. What would you tell the young Freddie Sword to make sure he never does in business? Um, ne- never spend too long planning anything. Um, I think back then I um, I just I, I used to you know sit and make these elaborate plans and you know trying to think of every single angle and I didn't spend enough time executing the actual plans. Uh, and sometimes maybe I missed the, um, missed the run of a certain product or, you know, got in too late into a sale period or something like that. So, um, I think the, the advice is just, you know, don't, you can't plan for everything. Um, and that's okay. You know, it's really strange to hear you say that because I'm thinking of what I know of you, I would have said that procrastination was not one of the problems that you, you would ever have. See, it's I don't I don't make it sound like procrastination, but it's um, it's it's procrastination by default. Um, you know, you, you you're making excuses not to do something. It's not quite, I'm a perfectionist, as a lot of artists are, and um, you know, it's never quite right or it's never quite you know perfect to execute. I've learned from those mistakes now, but you know, it's it's all about the action. It's um you know make make it happen and and doing things and trying things and making those mistakes and learning from those mistakes and trying something different Hmm. if you could have one superpower one super ability what would you have uh uh, telekinesis (laughs) (laughs) no that's telekinesis what the ability to move things and with your mind why a bit of fun Imagine, imagine all the fun you could have, you know, moving objects, freaking people out and, you know, you'd be sitting on the couch and you just think of a drink in your fridge and they just magically come to you. I'm not going to say fly or something like that. You know, that's too typical, you know, something a bit more casual. <laughs> okay, that's, uh, that's different. That is, a, that is the first time. I, the, the last time I asked somebody this, I said, what superpower? They said, well, could it be a super sense? And I said, yes. And they said, well, I'd like to have a sense of decorum. I thought, blimey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you, you want to be the guy that moves the chair when I go to sit down. And so I fall over. 100% exactly right. I want to be the guy that taps you on the shoulder from, you know, five meters away and you're just left there bamboozled. <laughs> okay. Well, Freddie, remember, you and I, we are friends. Okay. We yes. will always be friends. So you never, so you, you never have... for good. <laughs> I have been warned. I have been warned. Um, Okay, well, that's the past taken care of, and that's a superpower, telekinesis. Um, Let's move into the present. Freddie, who or what inspires you? When you you go through those periods when things are getting really challenging and you've got your back against the wall, what keeps you going? Um. My family, I guess, that's the biggest driver for me, and it always has been, and probably always will be. Um, you know, I, um, I I look at my brother, I look at my parents, um, 
my, my little cousins and all that and, um, you know, to succeed for them and give them the kind of life that they deserve as well is, is all the driver I need um, to keep going whenever I get tired, no matter how much they annoy me sometimes, but I'd love them dearly. <laughs> no, I'll tell, tell you what, with that, that annoyance factor, you know, life would not be meaningful at all. Um, no, that makes a lot of sense. I, I'm just wondering now, imagine if we go into the future together. Imagine if we go 20 years into the future. What does the business future look like for you in 20 years' time? Uh, in 20 years' time, um, for World Fitness, I guess that means... Uh, we're outside of Australia now. We're, we're international. We're, we're World Fitness UK. We're World Fitness France. We're World Fitness everywhere. Um, we're, we're retail stores everywhere. We've got distribution points all, all around the world and um, under the one structure as well. That's the, um, that's the ultimate goal 20 years from now. Okay. I'm just writing down two words here, world domination. I think that's kind of... Okay. Yeah. Um, didn't call the business World Fitness for nothing. Mm, I see. I like the way you roll. Okay, well, I think that that's a target that you are pretty much guaranteed to to smash. Um, I've got a message flashing on my screen saying we've gone way past our allocated time. Uh, before we wrap things up, is there anybody who may be listening to this conversation that you'd like to say hello to? Um, yeah, there is my my cousin Joseph. Um... He's a, he's a hustler. He's um, uh, a, a great friend, um, an inspiration. He works super, super hard. He's got his own company as well. He's a, um, he's a, he's a, he's a tradie of every trade. And, um, yeah, I, I, I wish him all the success in the world. And you just have, Freddie, it's been an amazing experience getting to spend some time with you on Kids' Friday Game Changers. I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your insight and your wisdom. Thank you very much, Kizzy. It's been, it's been fun. Well, the time I've spent with Freddie Seyud is a great reminder that when obstacles arise, you change your direction to reach your goal. You don't change your decision to get there. And it's an inescapable fact that some people dream of success, while others, like Freddie Seyud, wake up and work at it. This is a lesson that game changers like Freddie Seyud are teaching us every day. Listen, learn and innovate. Playing us out is Stephanie M. Casey and this track's called Dreaming Things. See you next week.
touch with Kizzy's Friday Game Changers by emailing FridayGameChangers at email.com and follow us on Twitter by searching for Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. Hi, I'm Johnny Combe, CEO of Pay by Phone UK, and my Friday would not be complete without Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. Game Changer Show, Game Changer Show, Game Changer Show.